It's a prayer for peace from Heinz Hall with Manfred Honeck, the Pittsburgh Symphony, and the Mendelssohn Choir singing Haydn's Mass in Time of War. A Parisian composer, Maurice Ravel, provides a concerto for the left hand in response to war. It's played by Bertrand Chameyou. There's a symphony for Paris from Mozart. You're listening to Pittsburgh Symphony Radio. I'm Jim Cunningham. This program is made possible with your support and help from the Spanos Group of Raymond James. Their business is people and their financial well-being with decisions focused on the long term. 844-545-2259 or spanosgroup.com. Raymond James and Associates Incorporated. Member New York Stock Exchange, SIPIC. Pittsburgh Symphony Radio is also supported by the musicians of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. In the spring of 1778, Mozart was chaperoned by his mother to Paris to look for a job. In May, it appeared that the trip might be a success. Mozart reported to his father in Salzburg that he'd been offered the post of organist at Versailles, a job with light duties, six months leave per year, and proximity to the royal family. Mozart, however, had his sights set on the opera house. He turned the position down. But he wrote a symphony for Paris. Here it is. Manfred Hone conducts the Pittsburgh Symphony in the 31st Symphony in D, Kerschel 297, The Paris by Mozart.
The Symphony Number no. 31 in D, K297 by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Written for Paris, played by the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, Manfred Honeck conducted. Jean Legros, director of the Concert Spirituel in Paris, asked Mozart to write a symphony for his series. Mozart said he wanted to put together something exactly suited to the Parisian taste. But Mozart grumbled to his father, if only this were a place where people had ears to hear, hearts to feel, and some measure of understanding for music. The Pittsburgh Symphony first performed the Paris Symphony at Carnegie Hall in Pittsburgh with conductor Emil Power in 1909. More recently, they played it with conductor Vladimir Fedoseyev in 2005. Jim Cunningham with you, très bien ensemble. More from Paris now with Maurice Ravel and Bertrand Chamaillou on Pittsburgh Symphony Radio. Maurice Ravel made a triumphant tour of America as pianist and conductor in 1928. He planned on a second trip to the New World almost immediately and he started work on a piano concerto in 1929 that was to be the center of the venture. While he was at work on what became the concerto in G, he was asked to compose another concerto by the pianist Paul Wittgenstein, brother of the eminent Austrian philosopher Ludwig Wittgenstein. Paul was determined to conduct his concert career despite the loss of his right arm during the First World War. Wittgenstein had transcribed several piano works for his own performance for the left hand alone, and he commissioned new pieces from Richard Strauss, Sergei Prokofiev, Franz Schmidt, Benjamin Britten, Paul Hindemith, and Erich Wolfgang Korngold. Ravel was intrigued by Wittgenstein's sincerity and by the challenge of the project, he accepted the proposal. He put aside his concerto in G and took up the new score with enthusiasm. Ravel had served as an ambulance driver in the First World War, an experience that left deep scars, as our soloist Bertrand Chamaillou explained. Something changed in his music after this war, and you can say there is something which is, even when it's joyful, there is something a little bit cynical in his music. And I think this piece, the concerto for left hand, as well as, I should say, Laval's, are the two pieces where you can feel, really, the tragedy of the First World War, which is not, not for example, the very end of the concerto is kind of a march, you know, a soldier march. And for me, it, it, it's uh, something which is terrifying, in a way. I asked Bertrand Chamaillou if it feels odd to play with just one hand. I remember the first time I, I learned it was like 12 years ago, something like that, and I had some problems then, because you are disbalanced, and I had some problems actually in my right arm. It, it sounds weird, but it was the case, because then you had so much tension that you, you are totally uh, disbalanced in, in the back. So it's, now I'm using sometimes my right hand to grip the piano sometimes, because just to put the shoulders in, in a good balance. And yeah. It's kind of, you will see, kind of theater, because then you're moving there and there. I'm changing also the feet. Sometimes I, I'm putting the pedal, the right pedal with the left foot, you know, and I'm changing all the times I'm moving on the, <laughs> on the chair. It's a kind of uh, funny to, to, to see, because you are always searching for a good balance, but you never properly find it. Bertrand Chamaillou was born in Toulouse, France. Here he is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for his debut with the Ravel Concerto in D for the left hand alone. Manfred Honeck conducts the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra.
Music by Maurice Ravel, his concerto for the left hand alone. The soloist was Bertrand Chamayou. Manfred Honeck, music director of the Pittsburgh Symphony, conducted. Of the left hand concerto, Ravel wrote, it contains many jazz effects and the writing isn't as light as the concerto in G. In music of this kind, it is essential to give the impression of a texture no thinner than that of a part written for both hands. Most of the time, it starts with the orchestra is playing alone, then the piano is doing big cadenza. There are lots of places where they simply not, they don't play together. <laughs> when they play together, of course, it tries uh, the maximum to create a balance that the piano could be heard, but many places are also accompaniments. The solos are in the flute or in English horn or the clarinet and, and so on. And uh, there are also places where it's kind of intentional that the orchestra is growing and you try to fight with your five fingers, but at a certain point you cannot, especially at the end of the piece. It's really like that you play this enormous cadenza, which is, I don't know, like four minutes with solo piano, which is very moving, and then the orchestra is entering pianissimo, it's growing like a monster, you know, and at the end you cannot fight and the piano is completely destroyed into the orchestra. Bertrand Chamayou has made a number of highly successful recordings, including a CD for the naive label of music by César Franck. That disc received Gramophone Magazine's Editor's Choice Award in 2011. Chamayou celebrated Liszt's 200th anniversary with the recording of the complete Years of Pilgrimage, also for naive, Bertrand Chamayou is the only artist to win France's prestigious Victoire de la Musique on four occasions. He now has an exclusive recording contract with Warner Erato and was awarded the 2016 Echo Classic Prize for his recording of Ravel's complete music for solo piano. It is funny now that I'm not frustrated, but I remember that uh, I, I had this dream to be a composer. So. I didn't compose, but now I'm also having this big repertoire with a lot of things, French music, the music by Liszt that I've played a lot, and a lot of different things. But now I am also very much involved into contemporary music and I'm commissioning new pieces and working with live composers, and I like very much that as well. This is Bertrand Chamayou's Heinz Hall debut. Pittsburgh once more, there's an encore on the way.
After playing the Ravel Concerto for the left hand with the Pittsburgh Symphony, Bertrand Chamayou has played an encore, Ravel's Havan for an Ancient Princess. The music written in 1899 when Ravel was studying at the Paris Conservatory with Gabriel Fauré. He orchestrated the Pavan in 1910. Ravel said it was an evocation of a Pavan that a little princess might in former times have danced at the Spanish court. The Pavan was a slow processional dance that enjoyed great popularity in the courts of Europe during the 16th and 17th centuries. Ravel intended his Pavan to be played extremely slowly, more slowly than almost any modern interpretation, according to his biographer. The critic Emile Viermoz complained that Ravel's playing of the music was unutterably slow. Ravel was not impressed by interpretations that plotted. After a performance by Charles Huimont, Ravel told him that the music was called Pavan for a dead princess, not dead Pavan for a princess. So what's the best way to play the Ravel Pavan? Ravel said he didn't want it to be too lugubrious, but it was played at a funeral or two, including one for the French author Marcel Proust, who wrote In Remembrance of Things Past. That was in London, the same year that Ravel recorded his own version of the Pavan at the studios of the Duo Art Piano Company in 1922. Here it is now, Ravel playing Ravel. Ravel playing his own Pavan. It was 1922 at the Duo Art Piano Company in London. Chamayou's Ravel is wonderful, but I asked him, after you've played the complete Maurice Ravel, where do you go to get the best croissant in France? The bakery is called Du Pain et des Idées. Go there, you, you won't be disappointed, and the bread is one of the best. We heard Bertrand Chamayou play the Ravel Pavan for an Ancient Princess as an encore after he played the Ravel Concerto for the Left Hand. Eleven years after Ravel wrote the Pavan, he orchestrated it in 1910. The Pittsburgh Symphony has played it on many occasions, including for a recording made by William Steinberg in 1958. Lauren Mazel conducts the orchestrated Pavan here in May of 1996 at Heinz Hall.
Former Pittsburgh Symphony Music Director Lauren Mazel and the Pavan for an Ancient Princess by Maurice Ravel. It was May 2nd, 1996 at Heinz Hall. Having heard Maurice Ravel's Concerto for the Left Hand, the composer horrified at his experiences during war, we have Franz Josef Haydn, every bit as appalled at conflict. Haydn wrote the Mass in Time of War, which still manages to sound optimistic. It's coming up next with the Mendelssohn Choir on Pittsburgh Symphony Radio. Like I always say, make Mozart, not war. Jim Cunningham with you. I hope to hear from you. I'll send you the radio guide. Let me know your thoughts about the music and anything you hear on Pittsburgh Symphony Radio. The radio guide contains a complete list of programs in the season, and along with it, we'll send the credit card holder for your cell phone. It's in blue and white with the logo on it. If you don't attach it to your phone, I'm sure you can find something interesting to do with it. 4802 Fifth Avenue is our address, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15213. You can send an email to pso-radio at wqed.org. Malia Taranjo is the president and CEO of the Pittsburgh Symphony. The assistant conductors who help us with the radio broadcasts are Jacob Joyce and Moon Doe. Our program is made possible with help from the Spanos Group of Raymond James. Their business is people and their financial well-being with decisions focused on the long term. 844-545-2259 or spanosgroup.com. Raymond James and Associates Incorporated. Member New York Stock Exchange, SIPIC. Pittsburgh Symphony Radio also receives support from the musicians of the Pittsburgh Symphony. These programs are distributed by PRX. Haydn's Mass in Time of Wars, it was never performed here. It was one of the best uh, uh, masses and music uh, Josef Haydn has uh, written. I think it is a wonderful mass, uh, very joyful, with with sadness sometimes, but uh, it always turns into, into a positive color. Always turning lemons into lemonade, Franz Josef Haydn. Manfred Honeck conducts Franz Josef Haydn's Mass in Time of War with the Mendelssohn Choir and soprano Rachel Gilmore, mezzo Corey Stallings, tenor Paul Appleby, Richard Oyasaba is the bass baritone. Jim Cunningham with you for Pittsburgh Symphony Radio. We have to know he was um, in a situation, or Austria was in a situation, when he wrote is that Napoleon tried to conquer whole Europe. So the army, the French army of Napoleon uh, came through Italy to south of Austria. And uh, in, in Austria, people were always talking every day about that, about the threatening moments you know, of, of the army of, of um, Napoleon. It's like nowadays we would talk about uh, Syria or North Korea. Haydn knew that and Haydn thought, I want to bring a mass which is dedicated to this event. So you hear elements which have more elements in, but he always turns it to the call, to a prayer to God for peace and for hope. Haydn's 14 masses fall into two groups and for the most practical of reasons. 
He'd written a half dozen masses by 1783 when Emperor Joseph II brought Austria into line with the Pope's decree banning the use of instruments in church, thereby putting Haydn out of business as a composer of masses. Emperor Francis II repealed the earlier order in the mid-1790s, reinstating the glorious musical pageants of which the Austrians are so fond. Haydn's native Austria faced anxious times. Napoleon Bonaparte had begun his meteoric rise to power three years earlier by playing a significant part in the recapture of Toulon, a Mediterranean port that had been surrendered to the British by French royalists. By the summer of 1796, Napoleon was sweeping through northern Italy and threatening to cross the Alps into Austria itself. Vienna was near panic, and the Habsburg court published a pamphlet, The Perils of the Times, warning that whoever shall be charged with speaking of peace so long as the enemy remains within our boundaries, whoever criticizes any measure decreed by the authorities will be publicly tried and if found guilty, will be treated as an enemy of our country. It was during those troubled times for Austria that Franz Josef Haydn wrote his Mass in the time of war. It was music that Beethoven loved, and Manfred Honeck loves the cello solo, which will be played by principal cello and Martindale Williams. The Haydn Mass has, by the way, also a famous cello solo. It's like a cello concerto, and this is very unusual. No other Mass has this. And I thought it is so beautiful when it says Quitolis Peccato Mundi, who takes away the sins of the world, and uh, the bass or the baritone is singing that together with the cello. What a wonderful idea by Josef Haydn to make this. Here is Manfred Honeck to conduct the Franz Josef Haydn Mass in Time of War with the Mendelssohn Choir of Pittsburgh, prepared by Matthew Mahaffey. The soloists are Rachel Gilmore, soprano, Corey Stallings, mezzo-soprano, Paul Appleby, tenor, and bass, Richard Oyasabar. He sings the Key Tolis Peccata Mundi after the Gloria. In English, it's You Take Away the Sins of the World. You'll hear the singers and the members of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra.
You heard The Mass in Time of War by Franz Josef Haydn. The Pittsburgh Symphony and the Mendelssohn Choir were conducted by Manfred Honeck. The Agnus Dei preceded by Sanctus, Credo, Kyrie, and Gloria. Manfred Honeck chose the music for this concert to mark the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War. Our tenor was Paul Appleby. He sang Debussy's Peleus and Melisande with the Metropolitan Opera in January of 2019 with Yannick Nézé-Séguin. He has appeared at the Met on several occasions, singing Belmonte in the abduction from the Seraglio. He sang at San Francisco Opera as Tamino in the Magic Flute. With Manfred Honeck and the Pittsburgh Symphony, Paul Appleby sang Handel's Messiah and Mozart's Coronation Mass. Paul Appleby is a graduate of the Metropolitan Opera's Lindemann Young Artist Development Program. He received a master's degree from Juilliard and his bachelor's in English Literature and Music from the University of Notre Dame. Soprano Rachel Gilmore is a native of Atlanta, Georgia. She studied at Indiana University and continued with graduate studies at Boston University. She was a member of the Young Artist Programs of Glimmerglass Opera, Florida Grand Opera, and the Aspen Music Festival's Opera Center. Rachel Gilmore was a winner in Placido Domingo's Operaria World Opera Contest in Paris. Mezzo-soprano Corey Stallings' home is in Pittsburgh. She worked with the Pittsburgh Opera as resident artist, where she sang Cherubino in The Marriage of Figaro, she made her company debut with the Washington Concert Opera, singing Isoletta in Bellini's rarely performed La Straniera. Corey Stallings made her debut with Syracuse Opera in La Cenerentola, traveled to Toulouse and Bordeaux. In Pittsburgh, Corey Stallings sang Joe in Adamo's Little Women. Mexican-American bass baritone Richard Oyarzaba was a member of the prestigious Ryan Opera Center at Lyric Opera of Chicago for three seasons. He was a grand finalist in the 2013 Metropolitan Opera National Council auditions. Richard Oyarzaba is a native of Tempe, Arizona. His degree is from the Cleveland Institute of Music and his master's is from the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. Franz Joseph Haydn wrote his mass in time of war when he was at the height of his fame in Europe. His two visits to the city of London played a big part in his rising star. Here's the ninth of his 12 London symphonies written in 1793, The Clock. The clock ticks in the second movement Andante, and we'll hear the finale with Maris Janssens conducting the Pittsburgh Symphony on January 14, 2000.
finale of the 101st Symphony in D by Franz Josef Haydn, nicknamed The Clock. We also heard part of The Clock Ticking in the Andante. It was Maris Janssens conducting the Pittsburgh Symphony at Heinz Hall on January 14, 2000. This Pittsburgh Symphony radio concert began with Mozart's Paris Symphony No. 31 in D. Bertrand Chamayou played the Ravel Concerto for the Left Hand Alone, and you heard the Mass in Time of War, the Mass in C, by Franz Josef Haydn. I'm Jim Cunningham. Thanks for joining me. I hope you'll be back next time for a concert by the Pittsburgh Symphony. You can listen to concerts round the clock on the Pittsburgh Concert Channel at wqedfm.org. Listen. Each program can be found online at the PSO Radio website using your computer or smartphone. Let me know if you're a Pittsburgh Symphony Radio listener. Send a note, please. You can write to 4802 Fifth Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA, 15213. You can send an email to pso-radio at wqed.org, and you'll find us through the PSO Radio website. The recording engineer at Heinz Hall is Harold F. Chambers III. Brian Savart is our production engineer. Pittsburgh Symphony Radio receives support from the Spanos Group of Raymond James. Their business is people and their financial well-being, with decisions focused on the long term. 844-545-2259 or spanosgroup.com. Raymond James and Associates Incorporated. Member New York Stock Exchange, SIPC. Pittsburgh Symphony Radio is also supported by the musicians of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra.